to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord.
A reading from the book of 1 Thessalonians. Though we might have made demands as apostles of Christ, but we were gentle among you, like a nurse tenderly caring for her own children. So deeply do we care for you that we are determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but also our own selves, because you have become very dear to us. You remember our labor and toil, brothers and sisters. We worked night and day so that we might not burden any of you while we proclaim to you the gospel of God. You are witnesses, and God also, how pure, upright, and blameless our conduct was toward you believers. As you know, we dealt with each of you like a father with his children, urging and encouraging you and pleading that you should lead a life worthy of God, who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God.
A reading from the Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. He also said, The kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow. He does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest is come. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Good evening. Welcome to Coral Evensong at Trinity Cathedral. We thank you, especially if you're joining us online, but we're really happy to see such a nice congregation here this evening. Please join us if you're in person. Join us if you're here for a light supper and some educational programs after this service in the conference rooms and the gallery. So if you're new to us here, we'll go that way. Um, tonight at 7 p.m. we have a forum with a special speaker from Cleveland State University. We also have an art exhibit that is just opening today um, from one of our members in the gallery. Both of these programs, the forum um, as well as the art exhibit, are for Women's History Month. So I hope that you will be able to join us. On the night that St. David de Wissant was born, 
a violent storm gripped the land of Wales and shook it such that no one alive could venture out. The stars were ripped apart by lightning and the thunder growled like a beast scenting its prey. In fact, or at least in legend, there was a brutish tyrant who had heard from the Druids of the imminent birth of a sainted child and who wanted, like the dragon of the revelation, to snatch him from his mother's birthing bed. But heaven and nature conspired to keep Dewi Sant from harm. The would-be evildoer was hemmed in by the storm, and only over David's mother, Non, the midnight sun shone as though to bathe her in the glory of God as she labored. David, Dewi Sant, was such a man full of contrasts. His mother was non. Recognized as a saint herself, she was a woman of great faith and virtue, inward and outward beauty. His father, on the other hand, a king of sorts. I hesitate to say it, but he assaulted sweet non. The very earth was so shocked by the violation that in sympathy with the young woman and to protect her and keep her and the nascent Dewey safe, it broke open, forming a refuge complete with a rock bed to pillow her head and her feet. As he grew in physical and spiritual maturity, David was sent forth to found monasteries, religious houses, which he did from Glastonbury and Bath and across Wales as far as the Western Sea at the place now known as St. David's. And in his monasteries, he created such rules of life as kept the monks busy throughout the hours of the clock, working by day and praying by night to give no opportunity for temptation. According to his hagiographer, Raghavach, from whose life of David most of this legendary information is gleaned, Dewi Sant modeled himself after the Desert Fathers in austerity and regulation. And yet by doing so, he freed himself to a marvelous compassion. He was known to feed and to heal the hungry, the bereft, and the blind. When it came to dinner at the monastery, while the meals were mostly bread and water, it's reported that for the sick and those advanced in age, and even those wearied by a long journey, some refreshments of a more appetizing sort. For one must not weigh out to all in equal measure. He understood the wearied human need for kindness. When he was summoned to an urgent church council, David hesitated on the way when he heard weeping and lament. He turned aside while his companions hurried on to satisfy those awaiting him. And upon turning, he found a widow whose son had died. And like the prophets of old, the deep and compassionate prayer of Dewi Sant and his tears which watered the boy's face restored him to his life. So goes the legend. Because, as the Apostle writes in his letter to the Thessalonians, that while the saint labors and toils, it is not in order to lay their burden upon others, but to free them, to see the gentleness of Christ and the kindness of his call, understanding that religion is nothing if it does not ground itself and grow in love. St. David's Day, being March the 1st, falls frequently within Lent, when tradition has us lean toward some austerity of life, some provision for penance, some fasting and discipline. Yet in Wales, it is, I'm reliably informed by Welsh clergy Twitter, always a feast day 
celebrated with enthusiasm because religion is nothing if it doesn't lead to the celebration of the mercy and goodness of God who has given us life, who has fed us with love, our rock and our refuge, who receives all pilgrim spirits that come that way. Lenten discipline is not worth its bread and salt unless it leads us to a greater understanding of the love with which God envelops us and which God would call out of us. When David was born and heaven and earth conspired to keep him and his mother safe from predatory evil, the earth split open once again in sympathy with her birth pangs and the rock on which she leaned melted like wax to take the imprint of her hand. Dowie was born into deep mercy. While she was yet pregnant with him, Non had gone to a church to make her offering and heard a certain preacher who found himself upon her secret arrival suddenly devoid of the power of divine proclamation, although he could still speak of earthly things. When he found Non and spoke with her, the priest realized that it was the overwhelming grace contained in the child in her womb that had silenced his fine words. The life of David, Dawisant, would itself bear greater witness than any preacher's words ever could to the strange, creative, earthy, and irrepressible love of God. Amen.
Let us pray. O God, you manifest in your servants the signs of your presence. Send forth upon us the spirit of love, that in companionship with one another, your abounding grace may increase among us. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I invite you to join in prayer two, a night prayer. Be present, Spirit of God, within us, your dwelling place and home, that this house may be one where all darkness is penetrated by your light, all troubles calmed by your peace, all evil redeemed by your love, all pain transformed in your suffering, and all dying glorified in your risen life. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. 